The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and went up the mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came over and cast a shadow over them. And they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent, did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One of the priests in our order moved in here with us, and I was in his room, and he was unpacking, and he pulled out a bottle that our friend gave him as a going-away present. Show me the bottle, and he said, this is really good stuff. I wouldn't know, so I says, well, that doesn't tell me anything. I says, if I got a shot of this in a restaurant, what would it cost me? He said, oh, at least $25, $30. So I said to him, how can such a little bit be worth so much? He says, because it was aging. It was sitting in a tank for a long time. So I said to him, well, basically you're paying for storage fees. And he said something like that. Now, the reason I bring up this little dialogue is because we're going to have to ask the question at one point or another, are we really valuable to God? Are we good at what we do? Now, St. Paul tells us one of the ways that we can be really valuable to God, and that is to wait, to be wait for the Lord, especially in time of suffering. Now, the, the best example in the scriptures of anybody waiting for the Lord, especially in time of difficulty or suffering, are the Israelites when they were in Egypt. They were waiting for God for 400 years to be freed from Egypt. In fact, God said to Moses, I have heard the cry of my people Israel in Egypt. Well, yeah, they've been crying for 400 years. Where have you been? You've been busy? Now, in order to really appreciate what God did for the Israelites, I'm going to have to uh, explain a few things to you about the ancient world. First thing, if you are going to, you're in the ancient world and you're going to build a city, you have to meet three conditions. The first thing is you have to find the right location, and that place has to have water so that everybody can drink in the city. The second condition you need when you, if you build a city is you need accessibility. 
people need to be, uh, get easily come to your city to uh, feed your economy. The third and the most important thing is that you're going to need uh, security, you're going to need protection. Now, Jerusalem was a really, really great, great place to have a city. Because in Jerusalem, they had a spring, so lots of people had water. It was also built smack dab in the middle of the 12 tribes of Israel. So it was really accessible for everybody to go there, and the economy was always booming. And best of all, Jerusalem was built on a hill. No enemy is going to think twice about climbing up a hill before it attacks the city. So Jerusalem is a really great place to build a city. But let's ask this question. What is the best place in the ancient world to build a city? What is the best place? Egypt. Egypt is the best place to build a city. You have the Nile River, you have plenty of water. You have the Mediterranean Sea so anybody can reach you. And you have thousands and thousands of square miles of the worst desert on the planet that protects you. No enemy is going to uh, trek across the murderous plains of this, to, to attack Egypt. So basically, Egypt just sat there unchallenged for thousands of years. Until one day, one day, a large group in Scandinavia, I don't know, maybe Sweden, Denmark, they were seeking warmer climate, so they migrated. They migrated, they pillaged every city they came to, so they were well-financed. They also had the best weaponry. They never lost the battle. They finally came to confront Egypt. And it was really exciting because you had two undefeateds facing each other in battle. Take a wild guess who won the battle. Egypt. Egypt, because Egypt is the most powerful nation on the planet at the time. Now, I tell you all of this detail and notice so that you'll appreciate what happens next. Slaves, right? Slaves. Unarmed slaves. No money, not finance, unarmed slaves beat Egypt. It's heard of. Impossible. Now you're out there saying to me, yeah, but that was God. Yeah, that's right. Very good. It was God that helped them. But the question that we want to ask is, why? Well, there were no other underdogs in the world that God could have helped. Why them? Why did God help them? And I'm going to tell you why. 400 years. 400 years of praying to God. 400 years of perseverance. 400 years of never giving up on God. 400 years of never stopping to believe. They became valuable to God. In the New Testament, there was a woman that was hemorrhaging for 12 years. She'd go to public places, have a family, and one day, Jesus walked by. Of course, there's always a big crowd around Jesus, and so while everybody's trying to tippy-toe to try to get a glance at Jesus, the woman gets on her hands and knees, reaches through the crowd to touch the hem of his garment, which is down here, and she's cured. And Jesus confronts her because he felt the power leaving him. And he said this to her, your great 
faith saved you. How did she get great faith? Did she just get lucky? Just happened to say, oh, I just touched the asshole of his, of his cloak? I'll tell you why she got great faith. Twelve years. Twelve years of perseverance. Twelve years of never giving up. Twelve years of believing. You know, Lent is not five minutes. It's 40 days. Time. That's what makes us valuable. Time and trial. Have you ever said this to yourself? I don't know how much more I can take. It's the last straw. That, when you say that at that moment, that is a very, very important moment because that is a moment that you can transform your mediocre faith into great faith because at that moment, I can't take any more. You say, I will never stop believing. I will never give up on God. And you'll get great faith. And that's how we become valuable. Like a fine wine to God.